All right, welcome back to That Metal Podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave. And I'm the Guap Diego. <laughs> this is episode 80, <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, introduce, yourself. introduce yourself, sir. All right, guys, it's uh, Johnny from Bless Be Man. Thank you guys so much for, for having me here tonight. I appreciate Dude, thanks, it. Thanks for stopping by, for coming out with us and having a beer. We're going to be talking some uh, metal some vinyl, some uh, bunch of cool things, man. So Ooh, one of the one good. of the first things that I wanted to talk about was how fucking crazy is it that it's already Blackwater Park turns 20 years old today, I believe, or yesterday, I believe. But Opeth's Blackwater Park, dude, it made me feel really fucking old, man. Um, I'm not sure if you've already heard that album before, but... <sighs> Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck, man. I want to say middle school. I, I think okay. so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a weird. Um, years. I think I was already out of high school when it came out. I don't remember. Dang, it's 20 years, though, man. That's a long time. It's yeah. It is, man. It's, uh, and it holds up. It's still fucking great. Yeah. It's still the the pinnacle of like Opus. Like, yeah. And the beginning of the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the rise to the top, and yeah. it says it's the beginning of the end right Well, now. I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I, I blame <laughs> Stephen Wilson for that. Yeah. You know? uh, but, I mean, it is it is what it is. But, I mean, it's a great album. Um, I'll, I mean, first five albums to me are, are masterpieces. I think they're godly. You know, I don't, I don't think you can fuck with those. Um, and then we have, well, what I say, rest in peace to Lars Petrov of Entombed, who unfortunately passed away. Was it on Monday? Yeah, that yeah. was on, on Monday. Yeah. Very unfortunate, man. Big influence yeah. on, uh, a ton of bands, man. Like, yeah, a ton of bands. And it was crazy. Cause like, I remember I saw that he had been sick and I didn't realize that it was terminal. Um, because he was like fighting it with chemo and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's going to fight. You know, it's, that's awesome. But I didn't realize that it was actually terminal. So that more, more, more power to him, dude. That sucks. You know, yeah. At age 49, uh, right? Yeah. No, it's so, I didn't even know that he was sick, man. So when I, dude, when honestly, I saw the news, I was like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. This one caught me off guard too, because, yeah, all of a sudden. uh, you know, in tune was, well, recently, like, in tune was what really under the radar they just weren't doing a whole lot right so when i heard that i was like dang that sucks man mm-hmm. left hand pass on repeat all day yeah 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 very influential band and i think very special band for you know in the early 90s to right. the whole uh, melodic death metal movement so yeah there was it was a bit of a what do you call it it was a definite loss so Here's to Lars. Uh, cheers. And rest in peace. So moving on to what have we been listening to lately? Um, since you're our special guest, <laughs> feel free <laughs> um, to elaborate. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, you know, um, it's, it's soft kill. They, they put out a, a record last um last year i finally got my copy like in january uh, it's amazing man it's, it's on, been on my table uh constant repeat yeah. um muzz as well uh paul banks a side band from back in the day 
Yeah. Many strokes. You know, it finally grew on me uh, <laughs> when I first heard it. I was like, you know, the songs are either good or really shitty. Um, but it's growing on me. And, you know, Stroke, it's a very, very special band. Uh, so I'm glad. Um, you know, some of the heavier stuff, uh, Commodus, this uh, raw black metal from Australia. Nice. Uh, good shit, man. Um, yeah, I think like, you know, a lot of slam bands from like Germany, fucking um, <laughs> uh, Gutrechtomy and um, yeah, I don't even know how to say the fucking names, but pretty good shit, man. <laughs> it, it, it ends in, in ectomy a lot right yeah, yeah yeah i know there was that that period where that was like i guess the trend and all these right. uh yeah, volvectomy this is just be a band called vasectomy to end the ectomy type bands <laughs> <laughs> end them all. yeah it's like, you already got vasectomy man like you gotta start naming your band something different what ectomy to end them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um that's cool dude it's a lot of like it's a lot of variety yeah uh, yeah i think as i've gotten older i think uh my taste in music has has grown yeah i think when i was younger is you know i had to be brutal and evil and blasphemous and uh, if it wasn't you know don't i don't want to hear it but as i've gotten older you know definitely a lot more it's like um it's like when kids don't want to eat vegetables when they're younger Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoy it as an adult. Like, fuck, this is good. I don't know why I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. That's, that's a good analogy, man. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you better eat your broccoli. No. <laughs> and then here you are enjoying your broccoli. Every <laughs> Dude, that was my snack today for lunch. So hey. it's fucking funny, man. <laughs> it's like jokes on you, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, dude? Dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's good here's the thing i i listen to what what my whole thing is is that i i put my deal on shuffle and i listen to pretty much anything that comes on yeah unless it's something that's like told to me to listen to then i'll listen to it like the last thing that i really listened to that was one that you recommended to me countless skies oh yeah yeah such a great album yeah um so blow, I, blow. I, yeah dude uh countless skies is really good so i've been listening to them a lot but for some reason i catch myself uh recently i've been catching myself listening to uh strawberry switchblade uh they're uh they're uh, like a pop duo from united kingdom okay and uh from the early 80s um it's two females and um Dude, you gotta listen to it, man. Like it's it's Drop great. Like blade. it's it's great. Like <laughs> they're the best, and sometimes kind of depressing at the same time, but still really good. I like depressing, man. That's good. Yeah, strawberry switchblade though. It's like it's it's good. That's cool. All right. Well, I have a lot of shit that I've been listening to. So spread it on. <laughs> Fucking super troopers. <laughs> um, so the crown released a new album and it's fucking killer. Super it sounds like the crown, dude, but super badass. Uh and then this band, I don't know how the, how the fuck do you say the name? What is that? Stortgen. Stortgen? Oh, yeah, the one you Stortgen. showed me. Stortgen. Yeah, yeah. They were really good. Yeah, Cosmos Eater, that song, fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. How do you say that? Storge. Uh, it's spelled out. S-T-O-R. T E 
No, T R E G N. T R E G N. Stordgren. Stordgren. Something like that. Weird hmm. name. Then I started listening to a lot of stuff from, I think it was like Black Mark Productions from like the late 90s, early 2000s. So a lot of uh, uh, Mor- Morgana Le Fay, um, Ted Morose, uh, Memento Mori, bunch of old school. It's like almost like power metal thrash uh, or like melodic power metal or thrashy power metal, you know, not too nerdy, but with huevos, with balls, you know. <laughs> uh, but I think the biggest one that I really enjoyed was that band called Imperium. Oh yeah, that yeah. green I sent to is a green, and it's like a little magic, little magic stuff going on in the front cover, uh, and that one was amazing because if you know Imperium, it's kind of like very atmospheric, almost neo folkish, um, mm-hmm. and it's super awesome, dude. That's the one I really recommend to a lot of people. Um, I don't even know where it is though. Oh, there it is. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. called I don't even know how to pronounce it, man. Uber. Uber, Dan Sternen. I don't know, man, but check it out. It's the newest one, and it's fucking green. It looks like she's shooting a fucking rocket out of her, <laughs> out of her hand or something, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but that one's great, and I highly recommend them. So if anybody uh, is kind of bored with the usual stuff, that's that'll yeah. take you out of the loop, man, for sure. Uh, I was there actually listening cool. to them a, a little, a little bit yesterday. Well, yeah. you, you sent it to me yesterday. Or yes, the day before? Uh, I think last week. No, no, no. A few days ago. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually, I was listening to them. It's relaxing more than, it's relaxing more than anything, I think. So don't go in thinking, oh, this is going to pump me up. And I mean, it might, but. It might pump me up to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might pump you up for some other activities too. Yeah. Or. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit with, about Johnny John Lopez. Uh, so a little bit of, of your background and um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, yeah, born and raised from El Paso, man. Uh, you know, music has been a big part of my life for for a really long time. Um, you know, from being a little kid, I remember. Um, a guitar was always laying around. My dad used to play music back when he was when, when he was a youngin. Cool. Uh, he played in a, in a trio and out in in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, there was always music. Uh, Juan Gabriel, the Beatles, Paul Anka. So, music has always been a big part of of our lives. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I decided to uh, just pick up the my dad's old uh, guitar and just kind of started strumming it. And uh, yeah, it just, it, it turned into a big thing for me. Um, you know, I think when I was in high school, I think is when I took it a little bit more serious and yeah. actually sat down to practice. Um, and yeah, yeah. You know, music again, big part of, of my life. You know, I started my, my first band in, in high school maybe my junior year we're talking about like 98 99 maybe uh and uh you know <laughs> there's this like grindcore band called corpse harvest uh and it was just <laughs> my friend my friend joseph carrillo a uh, drummer and myself 
and we both were just barely learning how to play our instruments. So we really sucked, but it was fun, man. You know, we play all these awesome backyard shows and just had a blast. And that was kind of our, our, uh, introduction to playing live music. Right. Um, so from there, you know, I just took it a little bit more serious and took the time to try to learn the instrument itself. Right. Um, you know, actually how to, tune a guitar and how to play uh so kind of you know taught myself um and yeah just after that just i've been playing in bands pretty much constantly since since then till till now till with with bless be man a one-man band yeah yeah i remember when i first saw johnny's band uh was the beating of his hideous heart uh that was what 2003 maybe 2004 uh, yeah yeah probably like closer to 2004 yeah around there dude i knew it was something that i had never seen before like it was nothing that you know during that time around that specific scene there was a lot of like uh i guess like trying to be like techie grind bands i guess and johnny's band was just like in your face and it was scary <laughs> thank you man yeah and you know actually that was that was our goal you yeah, know we wanted was, to be yeah it was super scary i was just like what am i seeing right now just everyone's face i was just like what this is cool <laughs> yeah yeah you know well prior to that uh i was in a band called 40 cried um right. and um three of those members ended up going into into the beating uh, but with, you know, with 40 cried, I mean, we were around for not, not too long because uh, our whole um, with that band, you said, you know, if we're not going to put in 100 percent, then fuck it. Let's not do it. So once we kind of were half assing it, we we broke up. Uh, but with that band, you know, we were it was more about like the positivity of love is all around, you know. Positive messages kind of type thing uh it was i mean it was pretty technical i guess kind of uh, wapa was saying um so once that band broke up uh, the bassist justin the guitarist tommy and myself uh we linked up with joseph uh, and we said yeah you know let's let's form a new band and we went with with the beating and our goal with that band was the complete opposite you know we wanted to be the most fucked up scary harsh sounding band in el paso um and i think we achieved that man you know i uh our first show that we played we covered ourselves in blood and just fucking went all out man kind of like sam hayne type shit oh uh, and people were just like what the fuck is this yeah. so it, it was awesome man you know and I, I think we achieved our goal uh you know just being the ugliest band uh and i, I think we we achieved that and it was fun it was fun times yeah, and and you guys did uh because uh, I remember just seeing that, and uh, I had, like I said, I'd never seen anything like it, uh, especially here in El Paso. And um, yeah, man, but very short lived. I really wish you guys would have kept it going a little bit longer, you know? But no, yeah, it would have led to. Yeah, fucking life, man. Life know, is man. hard. As we get older, more shit comes up. And yeah, what, but... what, were, what were like uh, influences for you like during that time? Um, like for me personally or, or the band? Well, or, or I guess both. yourself since we're speaking with you. Um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, just 
just really focusing on the negativity and how fucked up life really is. Um, you know, just uh, kind of channeling all that negativity going on, you know, not only just in my personal life, but everything that was going on and uh, putting that into the music. Um, so that was a big inspiration as far as, as the lyrics. Um, uh, musically, man, I'm trying to remember what I was listening to back then. Um, <sighs> probably, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I really, I, I can't remember. Um, I remember Circle Takes a Square was was really big around that time. And, you know, that was constant repeat for me. Uh, Black Sheep Wall. Uh, number 12 looks like you. Uh, but really nothing but what sounded like what we were doing. Um, yeah. You know, there was like the uh, goratory and like the whole gore grind stuff that was very like super heavy, super fast. So um, it's kind of the stuff that I was listening to. Um, and, and especially like within the band, all four of us were very different and we all brought in our different influences and our music backgrounds and just created this, this monster. Uh, it was fun, man. And um, I think, uh, I think what made it easier uh, was that by that time, all four of us really knew each other. Uh, so it was more like a brotherhood that happened to play music. Um, and yeah, we just all brought in and, you know, we we um, introduced different bands to each other. Um, and, oh, you know, I was listening to a lot of um, uh, post-rock stuff as well. And some of the songs, you could hear some of that influence from there, or even between the songs, we would have samples playing uh, with just like guitar parts, just like um, slowed down. So it was, it was fun, man. So kind of my, I think my music was just all over the place. <laughs> so I guess uh, walk us through like how it led to you doing Bless Me Man. Um, so let me see. Um, so once, once that band broke up, um, I think I might've jammed out, you know, I, I did a, um, some time with Triumph over Shipbreak. I was singing for them for a while. Um, so I don't know if that was before or after, but Justin, the, uh, the bass player, uh, he's the one that actually introduced me to the, the loop station or a loop pedal. Um, uh, and that was just a total game changer for me. Um, because up to that point, um, you know, I was singing for, for these bands and I was still playing the guitar. I was still jamming out at home. Um, but I was like orchestrating these songs in my head. Um, and back then, you know, we had those fucking brick Nokia phones. Uh, so <laughs> I would, uh, like record, you know, some, some chord progressions and then I would try to play like melodies or accompaniments to it um so that's as close as i could hear the things i would hear in my head and when justin told me about the loop station i mean that was just a total game changer because like holy shit man like all these ideas that i hear in my head i can actually hear them now um so that's how that started um i i got myself a, a loop station and finally i was able to to hear these ideas that were brewing in my head um some of them worked some of them didn't but I mean, at, at that right there was the turning point, and that was you know the birth of, of Bless Be Man. Um, also around that time, I was uh, I was getting ready to graduate school, UTEP. Um, so yeah, so that's what happened with Triumph. Um, you know, I didn't want to hold them back because school was intense. Uh, I was getting ready to graduate, and 
I didn't want to hold him back. So I said, no, you know, because sorry. Um, so uh, with all that going on, you know, at home, I just started writing music. Um, and that's how Bless Be Man started. It was uh, with, with, with the loop station and uh, ideas turned into songs and songs turned into EPs and EPs turned into albums. And fuck, man, here we are. What over ten years later, still Dang. writing, still later, still writing it, man. So, yeah, yeah, man. Um, I guess what are the listeners right now is uh, "Bless Me, Man" is a uh, is a one man band, like Johnny mentioned earlier. He's a one man band. Uh, if you ever get a chance to catch him live, he plays everything live, which is an experience. And it's a great experience. So I, I really highly recommend that anyone living in El Paso, Texas, or the surrounding areas to go out and see a Bless Me Man show uh, whenever they get a chance. Uh, because it's not, it's I'm definitely not easy uh, doing all that stuff. Well, I, I mean, I would think so, because I don't know how to do any of no, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you have to be able to, to dissect everything in your head and then put it put it together and then make it work you know what i mean and i think that's cool because i was laughing because when we first messaged each other i was like like kind of like being a dumbass when i said yeah your music's very layered being that literally <laughs> it's fucking it's layered because you're like you responded yeah it's, it's layered you know what i mean like and i think you kind of knew what i was saying but yeah yeah um that's cool like the setup how how you're able to set it up one thing at a time and it, until it's just whole you know yeah it's, yeah it's it's, it's, it's definitely awesome. different yeah um you know one thing for me as a as a music fanatic is um and, and you know seeing pantera live kind of changed things for me uh but lucky uh <laughs> so pantera you know you listen to the records i mean it sounds full heavy um and typically, you know, there's multiple guitars going on. And the first time that I saw them live, uh, there was something missing, you know, during the solos. And that kind of, I was like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. But I mean, it was still amazing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, when I started this band, I was like, you know, I, I want to kind of try to keep it as real as possible to what the the recording sounds like just so that when I play live, it's not so flat or so empty. Um, and if you listen to like the, the bass lines, I mean, they're super, super, super simple uh, because that's probably the only thing that's lacking when I play live is that there's no bass. Um, but other than that, everything you listen to on the record, you know, I'm able to produce it live. Um, and uh, it's different it's definitely definitely different of uh, you know some shows that i play there's people maybe they don't dig the, the music or they don't understand it but the fact that it's one man making all these sounds and making it sound like a full band they're like holy shit man that's that's pretty cool um yeah, sure so so that's kind of kind of the, the vision behind it is you know i it, it's like the stage is pretty much my canvas and uh the notes are are the strokes you know painting so right. it's kind of um, i'm painting a, a a musical picture uh when when i play a show it's kind of or at least that's that's what i aim for and 
the music that's being played, what are some of your influences? Because I mentioned earlier that it's like heavily, I, I hear Agalock big time, but I don't know if that's a band that was inf that influenced you. So, um, once I started taking guitar seriously, um, like some of my biggest inspirations, uh, well, for one was you two, uh, the edge, um, you know, I think Dude, has been... the early albums were fucking incredible, man. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that the delay is, you know, a huge, huge part. Um, but you know, it was uh, John Gallagher from Dying Fetus. You know, he, that dude, yeah. he was my hero. Like, fuck, man, like that's what I want to do. The vocals, his playing. So that that was a huge influence on me. Um, yeah. when I first heard Emperor, I was like, Holy fuck, man, like talk about brutal, fast music, but so well written and so clear. And right. I mean, it, it wasn't just like you're just blasting, you know. I mean, there was like a lot of thought put into the music that they were putting out. So I think, you know, those were my big influences guitar wise playing music. Um, so really, if you listen to the first few records of, of blessed be man, they're, they're a little bit darker because I think I was still carrying that those influences heavy on my, on my sleeves, you know, uh, but still kind of making it my own thing. Um, and so, so having these like, metal influences and then listening to godspeed sugar rose explosions in the sky right. and this whole um new world of of like post-rock and heavy ambience um was just like uh, those are the things that kind of influenced me and that I, it's, those are the types of things that i try to produce with this with this band and with with the music um right. you know try to I, I love a lot of dark ambient music and I'm trying to kind of create that, I guess that dark atmosphere with, with the guitar itself. Um, yeah. Without, you know, the, like the sampling and, and all that stuff that they use. Um, so yeah, man, it's kind of the, the influences that, that, that make up. started it, that yeah. makeup. Yeah. yeah. And you know, uh, just in, and if, any, if anybody's interested, uh, Godspeed is actually going to make a new album pretty soon. Um, yeah. I believe they announced it um, maybe summer. Last week? Yeah, they announced it, but I think it's going to come out, what, in a couple, in a few months. Yeah, uh, uh, April, I think. Yeah. A yeah. April, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this morning I saw that they're going to broadcast a, a live show of it. Yes. Uh, at some theater in Canada, and it's going to be free. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are so like fucking out there, and I think they've um, influenced so many people in so many genres of music outside of what they were doing, like themselves. Like, yeah. So I, I wonder if they realize how <clears throat> maybe influential or how important their sound is, you know, to a lot of different people. Because it's not just metal that they affect. It's post, like you said, post rock, post metal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Other, other yeah. atmosphere type things. Yeah, and it's it's weird to see the fans that they have. I mean, they're all over the place. You know, yeah. you can have these like these crusty punk rockers, uh, you know, hip hoppers, uh, rockers. It's crazy, man. Um, yeah. You know, I, I saw I, they. You know, I saw them <laughs> when they came here in El Paso, uh, and it was you know I, I think the the people you see at shows. Uh, but I yeah. saw them in, in Phoenix and I was just like, man, this is fucking crazy. Like just the 
the makeup of the audience. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that shows you, yeah, like you said, you know, they're highly influential band. And I wonder if, if I'm sure they do, man. They're, everybody yeah. talks about them. Everybody knows them. Yeah. 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 But they're so under, they just keep things on the wraps kind of. Yeah. They just don't, you like, you don't hear any too much from them. Well, it's like um, how I've been always preaching um, Devin Townsend or Devin Townsend and, and, you know, the projects that he's done, his solo work. And people are like, who's De- who's Devin? And yeah. what do you mean? Who we- but they know Strapping Young Lad, right? <laughs> but they don't know fucking Devin. And it's so strange to me that he's like, you know, send me money to make uh, a theater show about, you know, penises and vaginas. And so, <laughs> you know, Kickstarter, boom, like within a couple of days, he got that completed. And kickstarter for his albums and people know who, who he is but it's strange that it's still under the radar yeah How he's still under the radar right well hey, i mean i know if, at least you know godspeed they're very anti-mainstream and all that um so i think for them i think they do it intentionally um but i wonder with like Devin, i i you know i, I know I, I know all the projects he's done but i don't know too much about him to see if like is he one of those that you know, fuck the mainstream type thing or I don't I don't think so. I mean he promotes and yeah he's interesting. He's yeah. on uh what is it inside out records I believe uh heavy hitter from prog metal you know yeah and uh, you can yeah. you can you can tell like the way like his live shows are and stuff yeah. like that that it's like you know it's Devin Townsend yeah but like you said it's just not a whole lot of people know him by name right a lot of people know him by strapping young lad and the the skullet, the skullet. Yeah, I was gonna skullet. say that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fucking gnarly, dude. And then he shaved his whole head off, and that that's probably why people forgot <laughs> who he was. <laughs> they, don't <recognize> him. <laughs> they don't recognize him. They just like, who's that guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then he went sober, and like, he got all fit. Have you seen him? He's like a little buff dude. For yeah, real? man. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know he had gone sober. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he went sober. Over 10 years, maybe, I think. Damn. You get sober, you get buff. I do. He He's, like, super fit and probably kick your asses. I don't think that's happening with me anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that, man. Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk vinyl, dude. So I see that you're a huge collector. But I think one of my first questions to you, and this is just like out of curiosity, this isn't really like, oh my God, I'm interviewing you, man. It's just my curiosity of, of, of um, so what, what kind of speakers do you use or like, how do you have it connected, your, your record player? Uh, and like, do you use an amplifier, you know, an amp or not, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, man, I, I got some Sansui, uh, I okay. think twenty-inch speakers. They sound great, man. Uh, and I've yeah. got a, a Sansui uh, receiver, stereo receiver. Okay. So I got my my Riga P2 hooked up to that. Um, and I've, I've also got some uh, Tower Sony speakers. Um, so yeah, man, it sounds fucking. It sounds pretty awesome. Um, you know, Dude, I recently nice. upgraded uh, to to a better better turntable. Okay. Dad, yeah, I mean, what a difference! What, what a difference uh, it, it makes. So just even the turntable makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah, because I'm trying to get myself into that and um, collecting vinyl. I think I have maybe five or six albums right now. Right um, on. But in terms of making the commitment for buying albums that, you know, like I want to start with more of the, I guess more of the obscure stuff that, that I listen to. I'd want to start there. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? What are some of your prized possessions? Maybe uh, most most valuable. <laughs> so fuck, man. Um, well, at least for for me, my my uh, most prized possessions. I finally got the five records that I've always wanted. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm talking from when I first started collecting. When I was you know a kid. Uh, I think I, I got my first Joshua Tree record. That was the first oh, one I ever got. Uh, and I was like in fourth or fifth grade and kind of from there it started, but the five albums I always wanted were, um, dying fetus, um, the purification through violence. So I got that, um, devourment, molesting the decapitated. Uh, they recently reissued that a few months ago. So I was like, fuck yeah, man. So I got that. <laughs> um, the daughters a few weeks ago reissued, uh, Canada songs. Um, last time when they came uh i mean they didn't have any vinyl for 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 sale so finally got that um october rust typo negative uh that had been on my want list for, for for ages man and so i finally got that and um from the entrails to the dirt it's a three record collection from a whole bunch of bands from france of like black metal it's got Despel Omega, uh, cool. Mutilation, Atanus. Yeah, man. Uh, and it's a it's a 12-inch, a 10-inch, and a 5-inch. I mean, I'm sorry, 7-inch. So I got those five, man. So I think for me, I mean, they may not be worth much, but to have them, because a lot of those are out of print. The Dying Fetus, it's, I mean, you can't find that anymore. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what I was asking. It's like uh, limited print, right? Or it's for that reason alone, It's I think that's pretty cool. I know a lot yeah. of people um, like Sebastian Bach from Skid Row when he went to like Amoeba Music out in California, Los Angeles. He was going through a lot of different, um, I think it was like Kiss. And he was like, oh, he's like, ah, like you got to go look for this one, dude. Like, like this one had the Casablanca. And he's like, oh, this I already have this one. He like memorizes the serial numbers. He yeah. memorizes the everything. Uh, and I'm like, holy shit, like that's, co- that's commitment, dude, to like be that yeah. like, vinyl, like uh, enthusiast, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely. Cool that you, you're able to tell things apart and, and do that. Um, I don't know what, what kind of setup, because I, I, I bought these, I changed them, by the way, I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, so I got these uh, Edifier uh, pow- powered speakers. Um, and they're the, I think they're the 1280 DBs, um, uh, uh, model. Mm-hmm. And I like them cause they're already, they're already powered. So I don't have to worry about getting an amp, but now I feel like I just want to get a, uh, some sort of record player. I'm even thinking just that all in one, just to get started, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, is it Victrola or what is it called? Yeah. yeah Victrola. Yeah. I think it's one of theirs. Uh, there's another brand, but it has a CD tape player 
AM FM. That's got the record player cassette, right? And yeah. for a hundred dollars, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, just to start off with, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and yeah. get my collection going from there. Yeah, no, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, uh, now, I mean, there's so many record players for so many different budgets. Um, and, you know, if you've already got the power of speakers, uh, I think that helps out as far as narrowing down the choice. Um, yeah. Because if you get a, a table that already has a preamp, you're good. Uh, yeah, but the thing too is, like, I love the tube, the the tube, the the amps. That dude, they look like little science projects, man. Especially like when they're lit up, they right? Yeah, so fucking cool, man. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, and then you you know you replace them with better, newer um, tubes versus the ones they come with, and it's supposed to be a better, warmer sound, you know. So, and I think that's the beauty of it, man. Is that. I don't think you're ever going to have a complete setup um, mm. because there's always things that you can tweak. There's things you can yeah. change, uh, you know, speakers, the the stylus, the needle, the tone arm. Right. I, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a process, man. It's like a journey. And I don't think you're ever going to reach that destination. Um, so that's something to kind of keep in mind, dude, like the, the table that I bought the, the Riga P2, I mean, yeah. pretty much I'm set with that table itself because uh, all of the important components can be upgraded to okay. you know a, a table that could be worth like 10,000 bucks, which I think is pretty awesome yeah. uh, because you can change all those little components. Um, but it's fun, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you ever have any questions, hit me up. Dude. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's, it's, it's I, fun... I mean, I know it's, it's like you said, it's modular. You do all kinds of stuff to to make it work your way. I... I feel like I'm hopefully not limiting myself by, by having these powered speakers, you know, but for music, they're fucking outstanding. dude. They're fucking amazing sound, crisp, powerful for TV yeah. and entertainment. Not so much. And I actually, I ended up switching my, um, to my entertainment center, um, the Klipsch speakers, mm-hmm. uh, and their clips, um, Dude, it's a fucking sub. They're computer speakers, dude. <laughs> but they're powerful. They fucking, <laughs> they're fucking amazing, dude. They're, I mean, I'll show you right now, dude. Yeah. They're so fucking good. So I, I recommend that to anybody. If you don't want to get an amplifier, uh, get a, a, a receiver and, you know, speakers and stuff like that. If you're able to get the clip speakers for 120, dude, for the with the sub, I highly recommend that. Cause you're not gonna you're not gonna re- regret that. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Uh, no regrets. <laughs> um. Yeah. Dang. You guys are talking about like vinyls and stuff, and I'm just like sitting back and like listening to you guys, because um, vinyls are not my thing. Like vinyls are definitely not my thing, and it's not that I don't like them, because I like vinyls. I just feel that if I Put myself to it it's just i'm just gonna be spending way but too much yeah, money it's a downward <laughs> spiral <laughs> yeah, yeah like here's the thing like uh all, all of a sudden like this this era of like buying well i know i know you johnny you were getting vinyls from the from when you were young but for, like for myself uh i i saw vinyls like through my dad, uh, he had a lot of like like vinyls from uh, when he was living in Juarez and stuff. 
And we, me and my brother were able to obtain those from a friend that he left them with there in Juarez. It was like half his collection because the story goes that he used to get drunk <laughs> and he used to play his records outside and guys would come by and steal his records. <laughs> that's fucked up, man. You don't steal so, another man's records. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> but that's where that's where it was. And then uh, we obtained the records and my brother kept them. And then as the years went on, there was like this resurgence of bands making vinyls. And I never grasped, grasped onto it. And then I saw a bunch of kids like getting records and then it turned into, I have this record, I'm gonna resell it. Uh, and it, to me, I saw it as like, you're just getting a record because you don't really want it, but because down the road, it might be worth something. Right. Not because uh, you want to yeah. enjoy it. And it kind of turned me off. Oh, dude, that, I mean, that fucking pisses me off so much. Because um, like all the records I have, they're open, you know, and I've seen people that, uh, you know, that buy these records, especially like record store day, and they don't open them. And because like you said, they just want to put them up on eBay. And that sucks, man, because that's that could be mine. And I want to get it because I want to enjoy it. And I want to listen to it. it. Yeah. And then you got these assholes that are just, you know, trying to make a buck out of it. And that sucks, man. So I, I could see where you're coming from. Um, yeah, definitely right there. Like, and looking back, I probably should have just like let that go. And just kind of like thought about like, well, I'm going to listen to the record. I'm going to buy it. But I didn't. And to this day, I'm like, I'm like that old man. This is kind of like sticking true to like what he said. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to get records. And I haven't. But I feel like there's an urge to buy some. Right. Like I see some and I'm like, damn, I want that record. But I just feel it's like the beginning of the end for me right there. Like, um, you guys are going to catch me like, uh, can you spare a dollar? <laughs> I spent all my money on records. You're going to sell your truck, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, 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 it's tough, man. It's definitely a, a very expensive uh, habit. Um, and it sucks, man, because, you know, I started buying those records when I was younger. And uh, here locally we would go to all that music and back then it was oh, yeah. on Litrevino and um, you know I would go with my dad on the weekends and you know really I was looking for like the U2 and fucking like the Beatles and Michael Jackson and shit that I liked back then um, and I mean I want to say I never paid more than like 10 bucks Yeah. Um, and now you know if you go back to, to all that music and you find the Joshua Tree it's you know 20 30 bucks it's a original yeah. press from the 80s and so it has its pros and cons i i think um because also now because it's it, you know it's making this huge comeback a lot of records that were never out are finally coming out right, and yeah. i don't know if it's because of that or because of this pandemic but i mean there's so many records from like the 2000s that were never on vinyl that are they're finally issuing them out and i'm like holy shit man like this is awesome right um but yeah, but now it's like, you know, nothing's under than under 30 bucks. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I was going to ask you, we want to roll to the next. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's topic. keep on rolling. But this one has more to do with like 
I mean, you've already you've already touched upon a lot of different bands and stuff that you've listened to, things that um, influenced you to make you know for for your music. But what initially got you going as a metalhead when you were younger? What albums or what bands would you attribute to really influence you, uh, get you started on metal and stuff like that? Uh, so my older brother, man, my oldest brother, he's the one to blame. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was, he's, he's, a, I don't know how many years, he's like 10, eight years older than I am. Okay. Um, so he was the one that would, would bring the tapes. Um, and uh, through him, I heard Seventh Son of a Seventh Son from, from nice. Iron Maiden. Yeah. Uh, and like Injustice for All from Metallica. Um, so I think those were, I think that's probably like the heaviest you ever got. Um, so from there, and you know, we're talking about like fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade. Um, so from there, I kind of started, you know, I, I enjoyed this, like this aggressive, heavier music. Um, so through like Metallica, I discovered uh, Slayer and right. Pantera and White Zombie and Sepultura. Um, so when I was in middle school, I think, that was probably the heaviest things I had ever heard, like Sepultura, Slayer, um, shit like that. And when I was in sixth grade, um, I met these these dudes at, at school, and they introduced me to like heavier music. Yeah. And they were the ones that introduced me to Deicide and Cannibal Corpse, oh, uh, yeah. Mayhem, and uh, Emperor. Shit, and I was just like, got real, huh? yeah, yeah, man. So I was like drawn right away because like i said up to that point like slayer pantera was probably the heaviest stuff Sepultura, um and just uh you know listening to butchered at birth i, I mean that album just right. uh, yeah i mean my jaw just dropped to the floor like <laughs> what the fuck is this man and just right. the way it opens up um so so from there it took off man so you know that that initial those albums uh butchered at birth uh, Legion from Deicide. Um, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, Nightside Eclipse by Emperor. Fuck yeah. Um, Live in Lipseek from Mayhem. I mean, those were kind of like the the albums that 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 started a whole new a new chapter for me. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, I heard Dying Fetus, and that was just like, damn, like the fuck is this? You know, just Dude, like they're so super good. deep. Yeah, yeah, man. So, um, you know, to this day, you know, I, I hold uh, Dying Fetus up on a, on a pedestal because those dudes, I mean, they've been around for forever and they, they keep on putting out these bangers, man. And just the musicianship right. is is amazing. I think so. Um, the, the guitars, man, especially um, like Destroy the Opposition. Uh, a lot of the, the guitars are super like crunchy, but like razor sharp, man. And yeah. the way he writes and it's just super tight. The, the drums, the vocals, the, you get the lows, the highs, you know, like it's just, to me, it's like some of the, the, the better death metal that's out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quality. It's like quality. Yeah, music. Yeah. 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 It's not just like fast. I mean, there's like, it's quality music. The, the musicianship, right. musicianship behind it yes. is amazing. Um, so that's kind of what, 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 what took me down that, that, dark path man was were those bands and i mean you know we're talking about 
95, 96, maybe. Right. Uh, so there were no internet, no interwebs or anything. So I remember looking at the, at the, you know, we want to thank the following bands or whatever. Yes. And I would make notes. Um, and whenever my parents would take me to like sound warehouse or whatever, I'd be looking for those tapes or those CDs. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I would get some badass tapes and sometimes like, eh, this band fucking sucks. Sometimes um, good, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how, how that, that's how I would discover new bands was just by looking at the thank you list. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually talked about this last time with uh, Cesar Soto mm-hmm. from uh, ministry. Yeah. And we were, we were like talking about how like, you know, some people had like you had your dad, you have your older brother, um, or VH, you know, also MTV for yeah. sure. Um, but I didn't have anybody, right? So we talked about that, how we looked at the thanks list and the t-shirts that the band members were wearing. Like, yes, what yeah, band shirts yeah. were they wearing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that was huge. And I, I remember with like I would try to like listen to the bands that Phil from Pantero would wear. Like those bands, I'm like, man, that band sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think the majority of them did suck. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's cool, man. I, it kind of justified me listening to whatever I wanted to listen to. And people are like, well, that band sucks. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you should see what this guy listens to, man. Like, <laughs> his band sucks, you know, that band sucks. So it made me feel all right. But it's cool how, like, we all have, like, that rite of passage or, like, it's like always Metallica somehow always interwoven. It's always in there somehow in uh, weird, one weird way or another. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest somehow. Um, and Slayer, you know, like they're just there. Or even the Misfits, dude. Yeah. One way or another. It, it's like you go to any high school and you'll see all those stickers and those shirts. Yeah. And, yeah. and, You'll see those patches for sure. Yeah, like you saw the shirt of like the skull, and you're like, "What is that?" Yeah, you know, like when you were younger, you'd see that. You're curious, and you're like, "Well, what is that? What 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 is that skull?" Then you find out it's the the misfits. Super rock, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you know, it's cool. Whatever, I listen to them. Like they're okay. Yeah. They're not that bad. Except like the Michael Graves era, because Michael Graves sucks. I, I hate I, Michael Graves. I only like one song. I hate Michael Graves. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I yeah, fuck him. Um, <laughs> but but the Misfits, yeah, man, you know, it's a very special band for me. I love the Misfits. Yeah. Uh, very, it's funny very, you're saying that. Very highly influential band too. Like yeah, yeah. They, oh, they were sure. they were ahead of the game when they first for started. Sure. Yeah, so, definitely, man. They hit definitely. all the fucking marks, dude, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's funny because it, it only took me. I'm 37. It took me. I was like in my early 30s when I was like, okay, I'll listen to them. Hey, it took me 37 years to find that game. So. <laughs> once I accepted it, for me, it was like, I'm just gonna pretend it's surfer rock and I'll enjoy it. Yeah, and that's why I was making, you know, poking fun at it, and it's it's surfer punk. You know, it's, it's it doesn't sound that bad. It's pretty cool. And um with like sci-fi and weird horror. Um, yeah. They they, they definitely hit that deal like along with Iron Maiden. Um, who else has that? What other bands have that where you just see a picture and it has no name and you can recognize where that's from. Megadeth. Megadeth for oh, sure. Oh, Megadeth for sure. Rest in yeah. peace, dude. Yeah. For sure. Um, 
Who else has that? Probably Black Sabbath. Damn. That house, man. That little house with the old lady and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn, she creepy. She's creepy. <laughs> it's the wizard, man. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about like I- iconic, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So it'll be like uh, Megadeth for sure, and then uh, Iron Maiden, and then Slayer. It's like Slayer. That's all you get. All you got to do is show somebody that video of that guy getting it carved. Oh, God. <laughs> like, you know what that is, you know, right away. Right, you can hear yeah. the audio, and you know it's that, where he's like, no major arteries, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like, they burn the... They burn it with alcohol. Yeah, to they're fucking stupid. But anyway, if you just <laughs> you just hear it, you know, oh, that's the fucking Slayer. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's one of those. That's pretty cool, man. There's a lot of those bands that I think, no doubt, all pretty much all of us, I think, would be like grew, growing up with. It's like highly influential. Yeah, um, and for me, the one that stood out the most for me was injustice for all like that album was like top bitch forever dude and um and then i heard rust in peace and i was like okay there's something else that kind of that could be just on the same level but rust in peace is more like a prog metal almost like prog rock pop yeah yeah It's, it's so fucking out there and it's so great but so is injustice for all because of the time and and the chunkiness and I don't know, that's I don't know. fucking heavy, man. Dude, it's so fucking heavy. heavy. Imagine if they kept the bass on it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Fuck Lars. Fuck Lars. Lars. It should have been that Lars, man. It right. Been Lars. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <laughs> him. JK Lars, if you're listening. JK. Yeah. JK, if you're listening, get rid of that steel snare. <laughs> But what, yeah, what the fuck were they, were they? Was he thinking? <laughs> it's it's crazy to think though how like everyone we talk to uh, that listen to like metal music and stuff like we all have like like you said earlier that same connection when it comes down to learning bands. Yeah, uh, we've all mentioned the uh, looking at band T-shirts. We're looking at the thanks on the on the on the booklets of uh tapes or cds and stuff mm-hmm. like that and right. some vi- the vinyls too right um the magazines that was my major ma- magazines was a big thing mm-hmm. uh, metal maniacs metal hammer that was that was my shit yeah. metal maniacs, yeah. brave words bloody knuckles so yeah. all that and then um i mentioned all the time the the bmg music the play music that's the, right the catalog by, yeah the bike yeah for like a dollar yeah, yeah, and um, going to the um, what you said, sound warehouse, CD warehouse, warehouse music, um, you know, and you just look at albums. You look at albums, and you're like, yeah, the cover the art section, and whatever catches your eye, yeah, you're like, holy shit, this looks cool. I've never heard this band, but it looks cool, and it's a hit or miss, right? You know what? Right. My first, um, that's how I found my first death album. Oh really? I was just going through the CDs and then um, I saw Human. Yeah. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And <laughs> just like, I don't know if this is metal or not. And I, I mean, <laughs> at that time, I was still like learning and stuff. And uh, I think I was like a sophomore in high school, I think. Yeah. And I was like, at all that music. So I bought it, and I was like, "Oh, yes." 
How about that in uh, Metal War? Um, Damn, King, Metal Kings War. of Metal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Got everything. Yeah. Um, that shit, that, I mean, come on, dude. Two total um, opposites right there. But yeah, once I heard Cosmic Sea and once I started hearing all these songs of uh, Human, I was like, oh, it's, it's over, dude. It's just like, this is what it is, man. This is what I need to be listening to. Um, so just it, it's just an accident, you know, yeah. it's just a happy accident, huh? Oh, that shit happens. And, and that, was the, that was the beauty of things, like listening to freaking uh, music uh, back then. It's just like, you sometimes didn't know what you were listening to. Um, mm-hmm. And I've said this before, is the first Sepultura album I ever heard was Against. Oh, oh shit! Damn. Yeah, yeah he's like, oh, damn. sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I feel bad for you, man. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that album is horrible, dude. It's bad. It's bad. And uh, you know, that's nowadays. You have your Spotify's, you have the YouTube's, Apple Music, and you have everything at your disposal. Like a new band comes out. I just got to type it in and listen to it. Yeah, man. Kids have it so easy now. Uh, like, I wish I, I wish we could have had that. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Never mind. I well, know. I mean, so, <laughs> so when I was, my, my awareness of YouTube when it came out, I didn't really understand it at first. And uh, when it first came out, but it quickly people quickly started loading up and uploading uh, a lot of metal albums or a lot of metal songs. So I was like, dude, I can find my music here now. I can just check it out and listen to it on, 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 uh, on YouTube. And if I like it or not, then it's cool. I don't have to buy it, you know? And that kind of, you know, instead of giving aids to your computer with like fucking LimeWire and shit like that, yeah. it's like <laughs> an alternate to that, you know? Uh, but I ultimately, <laughs> poor, poor computers, they were going to Philadelphia on me, you know, and I had to, <laughs> I had to, <laughs> I had to like, I downloaded a lot of shit that also you don't know what you're going to get, you know. Right. You know, yeah. There's something with LimeWire too is that sometimes you download like a song from a band and uh, you still get the song, but you get like, a demo version of it that's oh, never been really? released before. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds yeah. so much better than the original. Yeah. And no one else has it until you find it like online where yeah. But you know what? I got I got Rick rolled so many fucking times. Dude. Yeah. Fucking dicks. <laughs> Every single song. Every single song was Rick Ashley or whatever his name is. And I was like, no, mom is way. Like I thought it was uh, I thought it was gonna be you know Opeth or this whatever. And it's like god damn it. Like yeah they got too. me. It was the death of uh, sampler CDs, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, shit, and that's man. where we talked about last time. Yeah. Um, that's where, that was my bread and butter, dude, is just buy sampler CDs from different record uh, uh, labels. Yeah. Um, Blade, Century Media, um, Relapse, and uh, Nuclear Yeah, Blast. yeah. Uh, there was tons of them, and we just buy them five bucks, you know, seven bucks instead of buying one cd for twenty dollars i'd buy like two or three sample cds and and check it out dude and see what you get with that and that was how i used to do it at least and then i well, then i would commit to to buying an album from there what was great is like for example um 
I believe I had to order a CD from all that music and I had to order, it was a uh, gates of Ishtar and I ordered it through them. And then I think someone stole it from me or I lost it. And just by, just by mere fucking chance, I found it at, um, is it FYE at the mall? Yeah. It used yeah. to be, it used to be that, right? Yeah, it yeah. used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I found it there just by chance it was just there. And I was like, holy shit. What the fuck? That's like, weird. It's like this is my CD. This is probably yeah. <laughs> they didn't like the cover, you know. Yeah, so. they were like, "Who bought this CD? Yeah. <laughs> this guy." Yeah, this dumbass bought it. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's crazy how that shit works, dude. Like, I mean, it, there's always pros and cons to tech, and yeah. Um, yeah. right now we live in a in a time where it's it's about giving it to you at that fucking moment and instant time. gratification instant man. gratification yeah. exactly you know and, and it's 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 got its pros and cons um yeah when we're hanging out jamming and having a good time it's great at that time you know i love being able to drive and listen to podcasts um so there is this uh you get kind of soft you know <laughs> you get soft inside you know a little <laughs> soft a little swift, swift. Um, so let's see. I think we should. So, just... Yeah, I mean, what if you if you're you you've seen a ton of bands live, right? Yeah. So, what is one band that mm. you've seen live, and it just completely blew you away, and you're just like, "Damn, what did I just see?" <sighs> fuck man um <laughs> i think that has to be it can be broken down into different categories like uh like the music the show itself uh the theatrics um but you know i think one show that that just pops out and it pops into my head it was fucking morbid angel um oh, wow. it was morbid angel uh <sighs> I'm gonna have to bust out my ticket stub book. I, I don't remember who else. I, I mean, it was a great fucking show. It might have been Immolation and Morbid Angel. Um, but I mean, we're talking, uh, fuck, man, like 99, 2000. I think they played 89 or Club 101. Yeah. And I mean, it was just fucking insane. I mean, that that show was just fucking crazy. Um, but the energy, um, it was just awesome, man. So uh, I always say, you know, that's probably one of the best shows I've ever been to. Um, because it was, it was fun, the energy, the music, the, the music and the dudes weren't doing much, man. I mean, they're just there jamming, you know, it's fucking yeah. morbid angel. Um, but there was just so, so much going on again, the, the crowd uh, and the energy they had, it was just fucking oh, nice. It was, it was insane. I mean, the whole floor was just a huge mosh pit and people just like dancing around and jumping off the stage. It was awesome. So yeah. that, that show, you know, will will go down for you know top five for me. Uh, fucking morbid angel of all bands. Cool. <laughs> is, is, is there any bands that you saw live that like you know that surprised you? And <laughs> oh, that you were shocked by? Yeah, that you're like, nah. And then you saw them live and you're just like, whoa, like, like, whoa. He, he actually, yeah, dude. Uh <laughs> fucking black eyed peas. <laughs> uh, they, no they, they opened up, they opened up for you too. And 
and I, so I remember I was just huffing and puffing. I was like, fuck, we got to sit through this fucking band and this and that. And I, I mean, I was just being a fucking Grinch, man. I was just like, fuck, God, fuck, man. And they came out and I was just fucking blown away. I was like, holy shit, man. Like these guys made me a fan just by their live show. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, dude. Fucking Black Eyed Peas of, of all the fucking bands. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, that show was fucking insane. And I just remember this one part of these people came out and they had these weird fucking looking clothes, but like they bent like a certain way and they made a fucking boom box. I was like, holy shit, that's <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, so. We're going to find one of those girls. <laughs> 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 so yeah, man, fucking Black Eyed Peas. That's hey. pretty cool. Uh, of all bands that you've seen live, uh, what's the band that you've seen the most? Woo. Uh, probably you two. It has to be you two. Yeah. Me, me, uh, me too. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> you too. <laughs> uh, no, you too. Uh, you know, each each tour that they've gone out since '97. Um, we'll, you we'll found the way to see and watch them. Yeah. Uh, multiple times on some of the tours any international uh, or just here stateside no just here okay. um yeah yeah so me and dave were playing on uh soon hopefully it all works out go to cycle las vegas hell yeah dude next year so no dude it's august man. Is, it, is it this year holy shit yeah uh, so it's mayhem there's uh yeah i think no mayhem yeah. no it is right or no emperor aren't they so emperor for sure emperor, is gonna be there. yeah yeah oh mayhem is playing dude okay but emperor is like one of the fucking headliners it's it's their only only u.s show okay there you go yeah so it's yeah. emperor merciful fate and danzig as the headliners oh mm-hmm. nice not danzig yeah he's all right i don't really care but <laughs> I do Satyricon, Mayhem, Blue Oyster, Blue Oyster Cult's one of my favorites, so I gotta go watch Blue Ooh. Oyster. Obituary, Watane, Over, at the game. And who else? Fucking Catatonia. Dude, dude. I'm gonna cry. Me too. I'm gonna cry like a little bit. My twin. Dude, fucking Blue Oyster Cult, man. I saw them at Western Playland in fucking 2009. Oh, that's right. That was. Yeah, one or two or three or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. But I mean, um, Drab Majesty. Drab Majesty, dude. That's going to be badass. Yeah, man. Wolves oh, in the okay. Throne Room. They're going to be killer. Oh, um, I love that fucking band. Yeah, yeah, dude. I got to see them uh, a couple of years ago with uh, Behemoth and At the Gates. Oh, uh, damn. It's a fucking beautiful show, man. It was killer, dude. I could imagine. Out in Phoenix, I didn't even see that in uh the pool, the pre show, the night, the night before. Old Man Gloom is playing, yeah, but that, that's like a separate another ticket you need to buy to go to that. shit. Well, let me just message Aaron Turner right now. <laughs> let me just message him. Yeah, let me just see. <laughs> hey, can you get us some tickets? <laughs> That's cool. I'd like to see Old Man Gloom. Uh, we'll talk about the tickets right now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll look at a little ticket because we'll we're gonna that. we're gonna probably end up driving out there, and uh, we still have to decide though, man. 
Mandalay Bay or Motel Six, dude. And and it doesn't get any rarer than being at a Motel Six. No, I'm just kidding. I'm down. I'm down for. <laughs> I'm down to be fancy too, man. No. Nice, man. Fuck. So, <laughs> you should. Uh, you might want to check your bank account too, man. Because all right, my stimmy came in already. Yeah, stimmy check. <laughs> Fucking Uncle we're, Joe, man. He's the man. We're Stimmy Rich right now. <laughs> Are you talking about Old Man Gloom Converge? That's one band that I wish, that I hope I get to see live at some point. Um, yeah, fucking Converge. You know, what can you say? I think very influential band, uh, at least yeah. to me. Um, have you guys ever seen them? Never. No. Yeah. I recently started listening to some of their stuff. Uh, I think the Jane Doe album, because I know a lot of people yeah. can't stop talking about that album. That's one of their better albums. Um, but for me, it's still hard to listen to, man. And Axe to Fall, I think, is, uh, to me, uh, is a better album than Jane Doe. I mean, whoever's listening and Converge and their Converge super fans, if you don't like Axe to Fall, then don't at me. Because we're just, I mean, ultimately, when it comes down to that, there are some people that get fucking butter and they'll message and they'll get upset and whatever. But it's like, dude, we're just, these are our personal preferences. This isn't like um, what we say is law, what we say is true, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's our opinion, dude. And like, um, the vast majority of the times, we're fucking dumbasses. So, <laughs> so don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, old man Gloom, Aaron Turner, he's a genius, dude. Um Sumac. Uh, of course. Of course, man. That they were um they played here uh about three years ago and I and I missed them. Yeah, but not Tricky Falls though, upstairs. Um Bowie Feathers. Bowie Feathers, yeah, man. That it was a fucking school night. I had to work, so I I, I fucking missed it. Fucking, yeah, man. Uh, Aaron Turner shit, is man. a genius. Yeah. Uh, ISIS, Almighty ISIS. Oh, the band. Yeah. The band. Gotta add that in there. Russian too. Circles, dude. Dude, that's a super great band, dude. Yeah. Actually, I think we do the same kind of thing uh, work-wise. Because uh, also, I was, I was also saying that sucks that there are a lot of bands that come out during school nights and shit like that. Because um, you work with special needs students too. This guy. Yeah. So also I do that too, dude. With uh, oh, right on. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Uh, you got to be fully aware, man. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's it's like uh, one of those things where when we were chatting about. Well, when Diego, Diego approached me about bringing you on board and having you on as a guest for today, um, we just started talking about uh, different things. And I was like, holy shit, we're like a lot more, we have a lot of things relatable to each other than we actually thought or whatever. So I was like, you know, it's a shit one. Fuck yeah, let's do this, man. Cool. So thank you, Wapo. I appreciate it, man. The Guap. Cheers to you, dude. Cheers to the guap. Right here. Cheers to the guap, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, but no, I've I've unfortunately missed a lot of shows due to to being a responsible adult. Yeah, unfortunately, it's one of those things where because we have to be responsible, we miss so many. Right. Dude, <laughs> it kind of sucks, man. It's not the same. Like before, I'd be like, "Man, this is good okay. to the show. I could show up to work late." No, dude, the hangovers suck now, man. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I, I'm anxious. I'm gonna just uh, go to my office, lock the door, and take a nap. But you're not the principal, man. Ah! <laughs> Actually, I don't think we have that luxury to have our own office, oh, man. No, no, <laughs> there is no time to stop, man. <laughs> right. You must keep moving. Um, but you know what? I think this is a great fucking time to put on your song. Uh, is it? Is it just called Two? Yeah. Uh, okay. Two. So this is Bless Be Man 2 off the upcoming album. What is it called? Chapter three. Chapter three. Chapter I wanted to three, make sure because yeah. yeah. So cool. earlier today, actually on Facebook, I don't know if you saw. I tagged you. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw it okay. later on. Yeah. Yeah, I put on the video um, that goes to the song too. So if anybody wants to check it out, that's actually on our uh, the podcast uh, Facebook page. If you guys want to check it out. But for right now, here is two, and if you dig. Post rock, post metal, things of that nature, atmospheric stuff, you'll dig this. Check it out.
Hell yeah. So that was badass like always, right? Yeah, dude, of course, man. It's always a pleasure listening to that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate and of course, it. it's it's one of those things where, again, we talked about earlier, like the way you approach it and the way you layer it and the way you attack everything. To me, I think that's cool because it's uh, <laughs> you're so patient with everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you take your time. Yeah, if I, you see, I don't know if that's good or bad uh yeah. i guess you know kind of we we're talking about earlier about that instant gratification right where i think if, if you're used to that you know i want the 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 drums and all that yes. it's, it's not it's not for you but you know if you're just kicking back and waiting for that gradual yeah it's, it's, it's a it's yeah. a swell it's a wave that comes you know what i mean yeah, yeah. fucking hit you, man. If I'm driving late at night and I'm listening to you're that, gonna crash. I'm gonna drive off a cliff. Fucking Dukes of Hazard, dude. Dukes of Hazard. That shit happens to me, man. Where like I space out, dude. When I listen to like post rock and post metal when I'm driving. Yeah. So it's never a good combination for me <laughs> when I'm driving. <laughs> But when I'm at home, man, some of my favorite activities are whiskey, just whiskey and, and, and post metal, man. Wait, uh, nice. What type of whiskey is it? In the jar? <laughs> In the jar, row. <laughs> hey guys, thank you guys for having me here. <laughs> <laughs> Not another one. It's like he just clicks. It's like. <laughs> just left he's gone yeah so no if i could just give a little a little background right now that you were asking about the the song title you know is it just two um so um you know being instrumental music uh one thing that I've always been big on and you know sometimes I announce it at shows before I play is um I really want to I really want the the listener to really take the song and and make it their own, you know, make their own interpretation of it, make it their own song, their own book, whatever. Right. Um, so so with this new album with Chapter Three, and I think from now on, uh, like I'm not going to title the songs anymore because I think if a if a if a song has a a title attached to it, I think already it's got some sort of emotion or sentiment right. or, or message connected to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the listener might see, read the, the, the title and be like, okay, well, it's probably about this. Right. But now I really want, I, I want it to become the listener's song. Um, so, you know, like with this album, they're all just Roman numerals. Um, you know, I'm already working on, on some new songs. Uh, yeah, I think they're all just going to be just untitled um, because I, I really do want the, uh, uh, again, you know, just the uh, the listener to really make the song t- their own. Um, so kind of, you know, I think you were kind of like just two. <laughs> so that's kind of what I plan on doing from now on. Right, it's yeah, just yeah. no more, yeah, no no, more titles. That's, that's probably the better thing. I think that's pretty cool to do. Yeah, not, that, not to explain it, that's probably mm-hmm. like the best thing to do. Because mm-hmm. now that I think about it, it's like, for example, if I see a song called, I'm just tossing a name out there, it's called something like Solitude. I'm gonna think, oh, loneliness or by myself. Right, and, right, right. And I'm gonna think that. But uh, if a song doesn't have a name to it, however, I, however, this, the music makes me feel, whether it makes me feel depressed, 
whether it makes me feel joy, uh, whether it makes me feel good inside or sad, or whatever, it becomes my own. Right, right. Type of song. Right. And um, I've, from seeing you live uh, plenty of times, I've seen you live plenty of times, um, that's actually the way I take it. Sometimes you don't even, uh, you just, play from one song and then you just go into the next song and you just like mix them all in there and you don't introduce any songs and right and it's like holy shit this part sounds like i feel like this is what i'm thinking about when i'm listening to this right and this is what it this music is making me think whether that's what you're wanting me to think that's what it's making me think you know, and that's that's, you go, the, man. that's yeah. the beauty of it because it could affect him right. a different way. Yes, he could be thinking about uh, running through like some hills with daisies and stuff like that. I already do. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm over here thinking about like, you know, throwing a, a with my dog playing fetch or something, and to the guy next to me. It could be thinking about I'm sitting alone in my room, right? Thinking about my life. Cool. Yeah, dude. And you know, um, I, I, you know, I wish I could take credit. And say that's the whole point of why I do it, but I think it's just this horrible uh, social anxiety that I have. But um, uh, you know, it's just I, I, because I, I don't, I, I don't talk. I, you know, I, I, I'll say the thank yous or whatever, introduce myself, and then from there it's just one long song, um, and then thank you. Uh, and, and I think also because of that, you know, it, uh, again, going back to to with, with the song titles is that it just it gives the, the listener of the audience that, that opportunity to make it their own. Uh, yeah. And that's really that's really what I want. You know, it's just everyone making it their own and writing their own story, writing their own lyrics or uh, script to to the music. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so that's why with with chapter three, I said, you know, no more no more song titles and that's kind of where i'm going from from now on is no no more because yeah really yeah no no that's a good way of uh, looking at it for i sure. dig it i dig it it's i think like, that's the best way to go it's yeah. like you know when they say when you're like going on a long drive and you're looking out the window and you're just yeah. like thinking about like that's definitely like what it yeah. is <laughs> just let it happen man enjoy yeah. it just let it take you away yeah let it take you away to where your mind takes you yeah yeah, Definitely. I dig it, dude. I fucking dig it, man. That's cool. Um, but as you you may may not know, we actually have a nerdcast. Well, we call it the Full Metal Nerdcast, where we talk old school video games. We uh, talk video games. We talk modern video games, cinema, horror movies, B films, cheesy films, eighties, uh, seventies, nineties, and stuff like that. Modern. Um. So we wanted to get, I wanted to get your take. I saw that you had soundtracks for some movies uh, on vinyl. So mm -hmm. I wanted to get your take. Um, up, upcoming uh, episode we're going to do is going to be, I want to say, not necessarily like, um, yeah, because there are zombie movie alternatives, right? So instead of the usual uh, Evil Dead, Romero series, uh, stuff like that, we're going to offer alternatives to the, the usual, right? The usual stuff that people would watch. Um, but anyways, 
what do you not 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 necessarily dealing with that but what are some of your go-to horror films that you love that you love and movies that you enjoy um oh well i mean i think they're going to be pretty much mainstream movies but you know my all-time favorite movie is the exorcist i I love that movie. I, I, you know, I, it's, I think we have our, our, our parents, my parents to blame because uh, not only did they bring us up on, on music, but they brought us up with these awesome horror movies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, by the time I was like five, I was already uh, watching. Uh, hope they don't call CPS. But, you know, we had already seen fucking The Exorcist, Evil Dead Demons. Uh, Fuck yeah, Demons. And so, so, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of, you know, music and horror go hand in hand with with us with with the lopuses um so you know exorcist definitely uh top movie um to this day i don't think it's been top there's been so many exorcists of blah 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 and this and that and they all suck man i how'd you like did you like the conjuring i love the conjuring series uh, you know what yeah yeah those those were pretty good those were pretty good um you know modern i guess more modern horror movies uh one that i was pleasantly surprised but at the ending just kind of killed it for me but it was a sinister i i, okay. I love that fucking movie i and, think i've seen the first one only though yeah That's, no the, the second one don't dude it's, it's okay. yeah okay okay the first one's yeah. the only one you need to see. <laughs> it, it has it has a great soundtrack too and okay. i was gonna say man and, and just the music oh man talk about some beautiful ambient disturbing yeah. music oh really yeah, it has okay. over yeah. over oh there. shit okay they play over in that well, um, it's over them <laughs> <laughs> they play, uh, he's like all right i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right I'll again <laughs> uh, um, yeah, they play over and they have like uh boards of canada and stuff like that um it's pretty cool that, that's a good soundtrack yeah yeah and you know i really enjoyed the film uh like i said the ending i was like uh eh, but i i enjoyed it man I, you know i don't know if i'm a a movie snob when it comes to horror movies but i i, I enjoyed it. i think that's one of the few newer movies that i was like all right cool yeah that, was, that wasn't too bad yeah um but then again i don't know how how valid my point is because i fucking love thanks killing I don't know if you guys yeah. have seen that one. Well, I mean, those <laughs> movies are always fun, you know. There's always- yeah, it's yeah. you know, it's it's. I need to watch it on Thanksgiving, man. It's, it's a classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't like, wait. It's like Santa's sleigh. Oh, you know, come on, yeah. you need to watch those movies. But I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though. The thing is that there's uh, on those. Um, I'm in a, in a couple of horror movie and B movie group exploitation uh groups on facebook and they're like yeah man i'm gonna they're watching this super like obscure movie it's not even obscure it's like just joe schmo made it with smurfette or whoever they just made this movie and it's just like a a, a snuff film and it sucks it's not even a good film and they're like oh man that's one of my top fucking favorite uh films and this and that and it's so bad dude like it's not even a B film. It's way below. Yeah, it's like way below the iceberg, dude. It's way out there. And like for me, it's like no, dude. And then they're like talking shit about modern movies. They're talking shit about everything that comes out. For me, I just didn't like those movies that I was telling you about the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. They were super Hollywood. 
They had big titties everywhere and stuff like that. But just because they thought that's what was going to get people. At least Jason was like cool and, you know, about slashing those titties during that time in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like he didn't give a fuck. He just fucking anybody. That's true. Yeah. And you yeah. knew something was going to happen. Titties were out. People were going to get killed. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now it's like the, the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You have just uh, Jessica Biel. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica well, Biel. Hasn't there been like three or four different ones already? Right. Yeah. yeah. But right. I mean, yeah. when you bring in people like that to be stars, to be the main character, the lead character, to me, it's questionable because it's there's right. nothing. Oh, hello. Shit. <laughs> it's Doyle yeah, you're kidding, making right? his appearance. Um, you, you, have, you have stuff that's like, to me, it's missing. The last great one, to me, Halloween, the official sequel to the 78, 79 one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was dude. fucking outstanding, dude. And they didn't need no bullshit. What did they have? Um, what's her name? Jimmy Lee Curtis. Jimmy Lee Curtis, Curtis being a badass mom, grandma, looking crazy, sounding crazy to the family. But was she really crazy? I don't think so. You know, she fucking, she took care of her family. You know what I mean? But that was, if you haven't seen it, dude, watch it. It's so fucking good, man. Um, but yeah, a lot of movies that are coming out lately, they're hit or miss just because of the, I think the, the what do you call it? The casting is questionable for me. What are you right. trying to portray? Are you trying to portray the movie? Do you want the movie to happen or do you want big titties and ass in your face? And that's what's going to be the main attraction to the movie right yeah you know I mean? and I, I think that's what's the problem with american uh remakes is that they end up doing that ultimately so right and, and i think also for me is the rating you know the pg-13 rating just kills yeah. it. oh yeah uh, if, if i see a movie that looks promising and i see pg-13 I'm like oh, this movie's gonna fucking suck like, yeah exactly and then <laughs> man once they rated um the new mortal Kombat reboot rated r i was like it's good it's we're we're good dude yeah yeah i mean we're good with fucking fatalities and blood and gore i'm like yeah let's fucking do yeah. it man yeah yeah and exactly. that's coming up pretty soon dude yeah yeah you know i'm excited about that i mortal Kombat, the the original the first second and third man i was obsessed with those as, as a kid uh so the, the games the games yeah i went to go yeah, see dude. the movie and was highly disappointed uh i was bummed out yeah yeah it was horrible man damn but this one, this one looks promising. It looks really good, man. I'm yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Dang. Oh, there's a there's a couple of new horror movies though that um that I I'd, I'd like to watch. Uh, Nicholas Cage has been coming out and like <laughs> he's been busy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like he, busy. he came out in Mandy, and then I seen that one, and then the uh, Color Out of Space. I want to see that one too. And then that uh, what's it called? Uh, the Wonderland one, where it's kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's, where he's he's staying the night at the. Oh yeah, 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 and the animatronics oh. come alive and stuff. Like I, I want to see that one. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how that one. Night in Wonderland out. or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I'll see that. Um, Did you get a chance to see that new Puppet Master that I was no, talking? No, no, I haven't. Dude, it's so good, man. Watch it, man. Dude, I have to, man. Yeah. I gotta catch up on on, yeah. on these horror movies, man. Yeah, the new, the new. If you get a chance to watch the new, new the newest, newest Puppet Master, I think it's 2019 or 2020. Oh, Excellent. Oh, right. Okay, very, very cool. fucking good. Sorry, man. I didn't, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I mean that 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 was it. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all I had to say. <laughs> it's like, but um, recently, uh, Johnny, you had um, you were interviewed on PBS, dude. Yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm stoked for that. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Tell, tell us about that. How how was it? What was it for? Um, um yeah. So um, it, it's it's you know just like a, a an artist spotlight. Um, so I, I played a couple songs, did an interview, um, and yeah, it'll it'll be airing on April 10th. Um, but, you know, I know for sure a lot of the, the PBSs in, in Texas are going to be airing it. I'm not too sure about nationwide, but, you know, it's going to be online on their website. And definitely it was, it was an honor. It was, it was awesome. Um, That's fucking cool, dude. Um, yeah. 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 I think. It, know, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think it's awesome that they're really focusing on, you know, on independent artists, uh, be it music or or painters artists that i think they do a lot for that i think you know it's the it's arts awesome. dude i mean it's the arts it's yeah the arts that that i think is especially here in texas with uh let's say um certain politicians and whatnot that feel that the arts are not as important which right. clearly they're very important for certain teenagers who don't have anything else Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially even to keep them off the streets, to to keep them busy, to keep their minds busy, to to and you know what I mean. I feel like a lot of students too, or, or kids who who work and do stuff in the arts, be it music, mm-hmm. whatever art there is, that they tend to get better grades, or they're a little bit more uh, you know well rounded. Um, in their grades and in the studies, you know, that they have, that they do. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like it's, it's, we shouldn't get rid of that completely, you know? No, no. Even, you know, as an educator, uh, I, I try to push that on my students is, yeah. you know, the arts, whatever, whether it's drawing or music or singing, whatever, man, you know, it's yeah. just like, let's, 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 let's do this. What, what can you do? And yeah. kind of just build from there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, we did an episode last week about, um, kind of discussing different stereotypes that metalheads have endured for years and years and years because of the way we dress, because of the music that we listen to, um, and really because of the, I don't know, like maybe there's a lot of ignorance out there for for normie, normie society, for lack of a better term, um, that they don't understand... Um, where we're coming from, right? right. And sometimes they choose to ignore, um, maybe they choose to ignore some of the things that we want to explain to them and they choose not to. Uh, they feel that maybe they're, you know, maybe they feel that they're right for whatever reason. Maybe they're a little bit religious or, you know, they had a bad experience or whatever. But we had this episode about, we, we discussed all that and, we kind of wanted to write things and make things, you know, make things right for kind of dispel some of these uh, myths and stuff like that. And talk about how at the end of the day, we're just normal people, you know, we're just right, normal right. people. We're not fucking demons. Uh, and I think that, you know, you doing this on PBS and stuff like that kind of is a great example of being a person with this background of music that you listen to. 
obviously other styles of music as well, because one of the main topics that we talked about was that we don't just listen to metal. We listen to everything else too. Right. You know what right. I mean? We're, we're not just going to pigeonhole ourselves into just metal and mm-hmm. uh, we'll listen to other shit, you know? Um, and I think that's cool, man. I think that kind of, you kind of represent that in a wonderful way that you can show, Hey, I'm not just a, a fucking dumbass metalhead. <laughs> Look at what I can do. You know what I mean? Look what I'm right. able, what I'm, I'm able to have, what I've accomplished and you're still giving back. You know what I mean? So I think that's cool, dude. Um, I don't know if you should check it out. I don't know. It's it's last week's episode, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Episode 79. Cool. Yeah, episode 79. We deep dive into like um, all the stereotypes, uh, kind of Satanist. Um, Misogyny. Yeah, as soon as um, they something happens, uh, the metalheads are the ones that are singled out. We referenced uh, uh, Paradise Lost documentaries. The West Memphis. The Three. West Memphis Three. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we talked about um, uh, what, what's that guy's name? The the one from the Cecil Hotel. Pablo Vergara. Yeah, he got singled out because he looked. He was into black metal, and he got singled out. Um, you know, stuff like that, and looking at a lot of the things that you do you being an educator working at schools and uh also listening to metal and extreme metal uh death metal thrash metal um and then being able to be where you're at now uh basically like debunks everything you know yeah i mean have you been any hurdles Did you have to go through hurdles? Yeah, like has there been you any know, experiences up? that you've had during, uh, growing up, going through all of this? Um, well, yeah, I, I remember <laughs> for uh, there was a time where, where like my parents were scared of me because they thought I was a fucking Satanist and this and that. You know, I had the long hair, had the misfit skull um, shirt. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, you know, I was evil. Um, <laughs> and, you know, in high school, uh, there weren't many many rockers there i mean back then i had hair down to like my belly button super curly um so you know everyone thought that i was that satanist dude and uh the music that i would listen to i had my sony walkman back then you know and i'd be listening to you know dsi cannibal corpse and they'd be like oh what are you listening to like hi that's what the devil sounds like you know like yeah sure um the devil listens to the blues we all know that (laughs) exactly but you know they 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 don't um so you know i so i don't think i was too um i mean i don't think i ever had really bad experience i mean i was a straight a kid straight a student never got in trouble i always had my guitar my music um you know you're you're, you're like representative of like the majority of metalheads (laughs) <laughs> because obviously not everyone was a fucking made for school there was always those dudes who were like right the ones that didn't want to go to school and just hated it and whatever but that's right. in any fucking group right yeah that's the jocks, it doesn't matter you know it's, gangsters, and that's what we kind of preps. that's what we talked exactly that's what we talked about how like right it yeah, matter, yeah. it's just like each group has it man right um, and, and we're saying you know like how um Columbine, you know, the, the two guys who did Columbine were because they were listening to metal 
And, and, and I was like, that's bullshit. Cause <clears throat> can you imagine several hundred years ago, listening to Mozart and Beethoven and then you're right. like, you know what? I'm going to move to kill. Right. I'm going to go kill people now. Cause I'm listening to Mozart and, and Beethoven. Like, right. and uh, I mean, the media, well, I don't really think there was a lot of news outlets really during that time, but that's fucking wild. Like, yeah. are you going to blame Mozart, Beethoven and, and Wagner for making their music? And it's like, yeah, I did it because I listened to the music. Right. You know? Like right. that's stupid to, to assume that or to think that. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's an easy target, man. It is. It is. Uh, it's really, you know, you're, I mean, literally talk about being singled out and looking different right and it's it's easier it's easier to 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 put the the blame on someone that's different you yeah. know i think i can be said about anything not just you know the rockers but just being different it's it's easy to to be the scapegoat i guess and then and the yeah. idea that uh, being different as a kid you're looking at all these different students or kids around you growing up elementary maybe and we said it too like if you got green eyes, they call you booger eyes. If you got, if you're tall, if you're skinny, if you're short, you know, like if you're fat, whatever, mm-hmm. they find ways to poke fun at you and make fun of you. It doesn't matter. Right, right, right. So then, right. So then it becomes this whole issue of like, you're different. You're listening to metal and this and that, and you know, people start poking fun at you and making fun of you and saying you're weird and you're, you know, what I mean, like all of a sudden bullying happens. Right. And you're starting to alienate this dude and make him a fucking you're making him the weirdo. Right. You know, anti-social behavior and all of a sudden they're the ones that go start shooting up to school because of all the fucking bullies and stuff like that. And getting into their heads. Maybe I am a fucking loser and a piece of shit, but fuck it. I'm not taking you guys out with me, you know? Right. Right. It's one of those things that sounds as, as cliche as it sounds. It's like we really need to try to stop that, you know? Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. I'm very, very, very passionate and very anti-bullying, uh, yes. you know, being a victim of, of being bullied when right. I was younger. Um, and, uh, you know, talk about being different and working with, with individuals that are different, you know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for them. Uh, Hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. man. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't tolerate that uh, because I see a lot of myself in them and yeah man it's tough and it's hard so so yeah i I agree man it needs to stop it one way or or another it's just you know we're we're all the same we're we might look different but you know the end of the day we're we're all humans that's exactly right that's what we said we're all human dude yeah so i feel like we should let's 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 go into this uh lightning round Rapid fire. Question. All right. Yeah, 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 we'll take yeah. turns. We'll take turns. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All cool. right. I'm going to go ahead and start it off. Drum roll right here. All right. Answer it as I'm going to give you this. All right. Death Heaven or Agalock? Death Heaven. Ooh. Hey, hey, should, should it go? <laughs> like, I'm hey guys i'm leaving it's, it's my turn. <laughs> it's like, i just this podcast is just ended <laughs> and justice for all or rest in peace and justice for all death or deicide deicide deal or ozzy ozzy so what is your favorite curse word cunt 
<laughs> How do you like your cereal? Soggy or crispy? Soggy. <laughs> Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis? Sega. All right. If you could date or if you could take any celebrity out on a date, who would it be? Nicole Kidman. Nice. Dang. All right. Last and final question for you, Johnny. Bless me, man. Where can people find you? And where could people find your music? Uh, where Do you have any shows coming up? Let us know where all these listeners can find you. Plug. Plug yourself. Oh, well, um, I've got uh, all my music up on, on Bandcamp. Uh, bandcamp.com slash blessed be man uh, you can purchase um, digital music um, chapter three is out on cd on vinyl um, resurrection i've got cds um, facebook um, i'm on there instagram at blessed be man uh, the facebook at you know blessed be man or also uh, johnny lopez you'll see me there with my guitar i think i'm a, i'm a lot more active on the not the band page but the uh, i don't know the person page <laughs> I, I don't know how to call that um the personal page yeah. a personal page yeah there you go thank yeah. you um you know soundcloud i got a couple of demos and songs on there as well soundcloud.com uh slash blessed be man um no no shows uh coming up soon you know i've got the airing of pbs coming out on april 10th uh but you know i'm, I'm I, I try to be active on, on Instagram and uh, Facebook and just post ideas and songs here from, from the music room. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you're interested in, in any merch, uh, Bandcamp, that's where, where I've got it up. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Hopefully once this whole pandemic is really over yeah, uh, and we're all really able to go out <clears throat> freely. Um You'll have a show and we'll all be there and we'll get we'll, we'll have a pint. Yeah, and we'll hang out and enjoy some blessed man and Fuck yeah. Yeah. so you could take yeah, us definitely. away. Cool, man. Yeah, it'd be my pleasure. Can't wait. Fuck yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming by, dude. Appreciate it, man. No, no, thank you guys. I I, I appreciate uh the invitation. This is fun, awesome. Thank you guys. Um, and yeah, again, I, I appreciate it. You guys be safe. We'll do it again, man. We'll do it again for sure, man. So we're out by the ticket. Take the ride. <laughs>